Welcome to Tales of an Outdoor Writer. Mark Freeman, Outdoor Writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Medford, Oregon. We're downtown with the Comet Block Brewing Company with Jamie Lush, MT photographer, videographer, uh, sipping some suds and talking outdoors. Now, I uh, thought we'd talk a little about uh, putting together a piece for uh, Oregon Outdoors that's going to air, I think, next week uh, at MailTribune.com and on KTVL, television channel 10, CBS in Medford. Uh, it's kind of one of these weird little packages that um, we're starting to do for TV now and the Mail Tribune. And it really, I don't know about you, Jamie, but I was really disappointed in ourselves. Because, you know, when typically for years we go on these stories, you know, we're doing a story about fishing for Fall Chinook in the Lower Rogue River Bay. You know, we just go down, do our own thing, talk to some people, you get a money shot, somebody landed a fish. And then we just kind of screw off all day and fish. Yeah, generally the goal is we're, we're going to go off to an amazing fishery. We're going to go and get our work done first and, you know, stay diligent to the cause. And then when we're done, yeah, we, we get to go play. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't we? But uh, this time we went down and all we did was work. Yeah, you sucker. You didn't bring your boat, I man. know, I know, I know. So uh, typically we just usually go in my boat. But um, this time, since we've got to get a lot of video and get some good stuff, and it's really hard to do that with just two people in a drift boat. We're down to a two-man crew. We hopped in with uh, Andy Martin, a guide out of Brookings, for like an hour and a half or so, kind of rolling around the bay. And we had two uh, two of his dudes with us. And one was a kid, but we had a couple rods out, and we're like, man, we hook a fish. You got to give it to this kid, you know? Yeah, but he's going to have to be the one to fight the fish. I was wondering how it was going to work if, you know, who gets to bring the meat home if one of our rods goes down. I know. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's the thing. It's like you jump in a boat, and these guys are paying, you know, a couple hundred bucks to fish, and there we are looking up in their boat. It's like, uh, thanks for the fish, dude. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, wasn't sure how that was going to work. Yeah, so we just totally worked it and just, you know, we kind of tooled around the bay and getting a lot of good video. And then you had to also get stills for the, the newspaper package. So that double duty these days. It was full, full time work in there. And then, and then it's rest of his dude showed up and there were like six of them in this boat. Like it's a big boat, but it got big enough for eight people without Man, we don't want to mess up these guys' days. So we pretty much had what we needed out of that shoot. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, got great footage, got good pictures. And, you know, the salmon were biting. We're talking the Rogue Bay. It's a three-hour drive down there. It's so, a big haul, a big ordeal, but we didn't get it. So we're standing on the dock at Jot's Resort, you know, with our rods and, and still a lot of good bait and no boat because, like, like Jamie said, we didn't we didn't haul my boat over. If we... So I was thinking, I don't want to leave my boat on the trailer while we're running around and doing all this stuff, but totally spaced out that I could have just dropped it in a slip and we could have fished there for like six more hours or something easily and gotten back in time. To do yeah, during a red hot bite, oh, I remind man. you. Just like I said, man, I really, really pissed myself off about that. That was, that was a total, you know, work trips aren't supposed to be like work. <laughs> you know, most of the time we end up partaking quite well, but, uh, oh, and we had to stretch it out too. We went, uh, went on Tuesday night, so we had to drive down early because, uh, well, you know, the bay this year, the whole thing about the Rogue River is that we're expecting more than 130,000 fall Chinook coming up river this year. And uh, the reason they come up with those estimates, the where they come up with those estimates, is uh, fish netting at Huntley Park, which is about seven miles upstream of Gold Beach. It's just a place where Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, since the... Uh, early 70s has been setting nets, 15 net sets, sweeping through this gravel bar uh, three days a week, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And they use that information uh, to uh, help generate uh, return estimates. 
that the Fish and Wildlife Service uses, and it's all help for uh, trying to figure out mostly ocean commercial seasons. That's you know really the, the big data driver, but it's really cool. You know, you drag this net through there, and you just catch everything in there. So you know, you use, count half pounders, you count adult summer steelhead, and occasionally you get a sturgeon. And even this year, they've been getting shad, believe it or not. So we went down to, to do that, and that was really kind of a trip. It's, and we get there, and it's these young crew kids, you know, they're on their young 20s and, and technicians, and they're like, yeah, have you ever done this? I'm like, yeah, I think the first time I did this story was 30 years ago. <laughs> You've been around, Mark. Yeah, yeah, but it was fun. You know, you get on this boat, and you're just dragging the stuff and pulling the nets. And yeah, we caught some fall chinook, and it made for a, a pretty cool segment that uh, is a little bit more behind the scenes on how the numbers got to be the way they were. And like I said on, on the, in the program, you know, everybody's throwing around this 130,000 like it's just, you know, something to lock your, your teeth into now. Uh, even though I've been using it in stories, <laughs> just because it is the estimate, uh, really the best way to use that, I've always thought, is more as an uh, index. So you take that number and just c compare it to what we had last year and what that felt like. You know, last year was awesome fishery. It was the best down there in easily 20 years. Uh, and that uh, estimated return ended up was 90,000. So if you figure this one's about 50% better than last year, that'd be pretty sweet. So if last year felt good, then this year's gonna feel real good. <laughs> yeah, uh, talking to Steve Major though, the fish biologist down there, we're looking at this Chinook number so far, and he's saying it's, you know, it's really fishy for steelhead. They've been catching a ton of steelhead down there. So, you know, that show we did a couple weeks ago about how it should be a really good steelhead uh, season this year. It looks like it's gonna, you know, come out that way. Yeah, bring them on. Yeah, but uh, it, you know, it looks like the fall chinook numbers are going to be a little bit off, but it's still going to be pretty awesome. You know, and maybe not 50% more awesome than last year, but probably just as good. But in the bay's been good. I, I got one one day down there on Saturday, which we thought, screw it, man, let's go down and do that story. But then you got to put in your time, and you got to be at the right day. And you know, it was it was hot while we had to work. And then, you know, it was kind of slow the last time I was there when I didn't have to work, so. Yeah, I went over the night before, and we got to go to the uh, Rod and Reel restaurant at Jots, which, you know, uh, up until a couple years ago, I wasn't really allowed in that place, pretty much. What'd you do? Did you get hammered the night before or something? <laughs> well, I'm like, I'll take the fifth on that one, but um, that was years ago. It was like oh, 25 years ago. I uh, got the manager, the general manager of the restaurant thrown in jail. How'd you manage that? Well, uh, it was a lot to do with his own doing. He got busted uh, by the state police and running a sting operation down there. He was buying sport-caught fish for the restaurant. Now, even though Chinook are uh, a food fish, so you have to be a commercial fisherman and you have to fish in the ocean to be able to be allowed to sell your catch. Anything that gets inside the jaws of the jetties is now just for sportsmen. It can't really be sold. So this guy was buying these sport caught fish from some friends of his in town and uh, just help him out, you know, 50 bucks here or there for a fish and he was serving them to his customers at the restaurant. And uh, state police busted him. I did a little story about his bus and then I went down there to fish and I was sitting at the bar and he figured out it was me that was, uh, wrote that story about him. And he was telling me how, uh, you know, the whole thing was kind of bogus. And, you know, so I asked him, hey, you want to talk about it? And he's like, oh, it's a, I, I don't want to talk about it, but he just kept talking, and it, how he, uh, he was just helping his friends and all this kind of stuff, and he almost got busted one other time, and he chucked this sport caught fish into the ice machine at Jots to hide it from the cops, and, huh. 
Uh, and then he finally did get busted, and um, and uh, he says, well, he just wants, he just was trying to, just trying to help out the community, and he, you know, is going to plead guilty and tell the judge that uh, he should get just probation because of all the good things he was doing. And I, he says, so I, I, he says, I hope the judge can figure that out. I said, well, I'll tell you what, let me write the story. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so he told me all this stuff for on the record. I wrote this story, and the judge read it. He was so pissed off at the guy. Instead of getting probation, he gave him like 20 days in jail. Yeah, nice work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I think it was the first guy I got thrown in jail. Yeah, not a happy camper with old Mr. Freeman there. So uh, it was uh, it was drinking down at the spin reel. So you tell me there's a chance they spit my food that night when we ate there? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even think these guys even remember that yeah, guy. That was so. long, long ago. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, pretty good, though. <laughs> Yeah, this all work and no play kind of ethic is kind of new to us. Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> I know. It's like, it used to be, I mean, there are even some days it was all play and no work before. It was all play before any work. A couple of those, like uh, like on the Umqua. Well, I always, I mean, there's always some work involved. But <laughs> yeah, this was a smallmouth bass story. And I've always found I usually typically do my best work when I'm having fun. So, you know, smallmouth bass story, you go down the Umpqua, you can catch you know, literally like a hundred of these things in a trip. So, yeah. and I know how easy it is to catch them. So I'm like, Mark, before I can get down to business and get some work done, I'm just going to have to catch a couple of these things yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. We, and remember. you're like, all right. Because <laughs> yeah. then I'm having fun. And then it kind of well, comes out. I my remember work. we drove down and, and launched at like seven and we're just hauling ass down the river. I'm just rolling like hell, trying to catch up to uh, Todd Hanna. Yeah. And once we saw him, we got him in view. And we knew we had an old man and a kid fishing with him. I mean, it was going to be a slam dunk story. Oh, we were good to go. Yeah, yeah I remember. We just got to catch a few. Yeah, we were throwing sluggos, weren't we? Uh, little bass assassin. Yeah, bass assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we nailed a whole bunch of them. And we did. We caught like 25 of them and then got right to work. You know, that was, I remember that day. That was like one of your best pictures, too. Uh, for a, in, the, in the early years, for sure, when you had that bass assassin out and a picture of a smallmouth coming up to take it. And like two others underneath them looking at it. Remember that? Yeah, I remember I, I knew sort of a photo I wanted to execute, which was exactly that a fish, you know, bass coming to the yeah, surface, attacking yeah. one of those, and I got it. Yeah. yeah, it was a great shot. Sweet story, sweet day. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we've come a long way. <laughs> I think we should regress the other way. Yeah, you know, the next time we're just gonna have to say screw it and stay. And we're definitely not going to the coast without my boat ever again. Like I said, the more fun that I'm having, the better my work is. So. It's all fun, you know. It's like uh, even when we're even when we're bitching about it, it's still fun. I mean, like the bay thing. Even though we didn't fish, it was still fun to be down there, tooling around, and just part of the action, and and getting out of smoke. Man, that was just so nice to be able to breathe. Yeah, I might uh, have to agree, disagree a little bit with you. I think we should have just fished after. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we got for you today. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. If you don't, share with your enemies. Or just come on down to Common Buck and buy me a beer. Till then, we'll see you outside. <laughs>